and welcome to episode the 14th of Tamper Tantrum. 14th! Uh, 14th. <laughs> my name is Colin Harmon, and I no longer drop myself in it. No longer what? Drop myself in it. I'm you careful what I time. do. You do all the time. Say again? You do all the time. It's true. It's very true. Um, but nice volume con- adjustment there. It's, uh, people won't notice. It's fine. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's slick. Now, who cares? It might not be recording anyway. A big burden. It might not be recording anyway, so who cares? That's true. Um, we actually recorded this four days ago. Or recorded this four days ago. It said all sorts of nasty things. or revealed all sorts of secrets. But luckily, yeah. We actually did. We were quite candid as well. It's kind of like, like that one that never happened. We The ones that... I, I think there's some kind of sensor built into the camera that, like, if we do anything that's a bit risque, it, it just goes, no, you're not having it. Like a truth sensor. <laughs> when I was in college, I always used to... We used to have this joke that we, we were going to see if the banks could install... Um, Got breathalysers on the bank machine so that when you go to take money out, if you're pissed, it won't give you any money. Oh, that, <laughs> that, would, just, that would just get kicked to bits, though, wouldn't it? You just oh. like, give me money. I, I kind of wish Twitter worked like that. <laughs> <laughs> that like, in front of my computer, I go, <sighs> it's like, no, you can't go on Twitter, Steve, and you've had a drink. I can think of one or two people that would benefit from that, alright. Uh, <laughs> I think I know who you're thinking about as well. <laughs> nobody. Um, but yeah, so um, sorry it's taking so long. We have made numerous attempts, uh, all thwarted by trains, planes, automobiles, and the cord buttons. And, um, and of course, walks down the pier. Yes, walks down the pier, yeah. That's, yeah. That's so so uh, you've been here twice, I've been at yours three times and we didn't manage to record it, any of them. Just never happened. It's never going to happen. So, so yes, we apologise for the Skype uh, recording, but it seemed like the best way we could actually get one of these out. And we wanted to get one out because we have some big news. Yeah, I'm thinking if it's successful, it's probably a little bit more achievable, so we can do this more often. Well, we can do it twice in a week. We could. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's good to me. Yeah, but uh, like we got so. Um, what do we start off at? Irish Bristol Championship. So we have no, a new Irish. No, 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 no. I think we should start with the big news. Okay, off you go. Because if we don't start with the big news, people will turn off by the time we get to the big news and they might not actually buy tickets and come and see us. So. Yes, I remember that. So, I think it was the last one. You came up with an idea mid tamper tantrum of kind of like we should do a live one and we should kind of invite some of our coffee friends to come and um, talk and kind of do a live streaming and do something that's really fun for tamper tantrum Um, and with the venue of where 3FE is we've kind of almost got a built-in venue and it seemed like a really good idea so do you want to take over and talk about the format and stuff because obviously it was your idea I would love to steal it Oh, yeah. So basically, there's a, there's a stage room behind three feet in the Twisted Pepper building. It's where the Irish Barista Championships were held in 2009, mm-hmm. 10, 2010. So uh, the idea basically is to get some coffee professionals in, people that we really admire, we think are worth having up to talk, and basically give them 20 minutes and say, off you go, the world is your oyster. So essentially, it's 
it supposes copies onto the TED on a very, very small scale. And what we want to do is to not only uh, have an audience of 100 people, um, but also to, to stream it live on the internet and record those uh, videos and paste them online afterwards. So we have a constant resource online for, uh, for coffee for people to go and, and, and watch. So uh, we've secured James Hoffman. Who? James Hoffman. James Hoffman. He knows the net. Oh, that James. Yes, I know that one, yeah. Uh, Cosimo Lobardo, oh, Cosimo. Uh, Gwilym Davies. Um, Gwilym, hasn't he won stuff? He has won stuff. He's won stuff. Uh, David Walsh, Steve Layton, Paul Stack, Colin Harmon. Who? Oh. Uh, so we have seven people there, scratchy, scratchy. And uh, we are going to have 20 minutes each and just basically speak copy, copy, copy. So I'll be talking to Paul actually today about some interesting stuff that we're going to do on the day as well. Okay. Really copy fun. So. I'll, I'll let you in on that a little bit later after we finish recording. So, super, but. super. So we've had we've got a lot of bookies come in. We've had people come from as far away as Moscow, believe it or believe it not. That's crazy. That's yeah. absolutely crazy. Uh, Pauline and the guys from Coffee here are coming over, so it should be, it should be quite a hoot. That's superb, superb. So for those that don't know Ted, because uh, I do, but I'm going to pretend I don't. So. Colin, what's Ted and what, what is the format for that? What, what, what will they do? Quite interesting. I think we spoke about this on before and time time, but essentially it's, it's it stands for technology entertainment and design. Yeah. And uh, it's an online resource, and it's the title is ideas worth spreading, and they invite people on to talk about a topic of their choice. So even if you don't watch Tamper Time, you should definitely go go to TED.com and just watch those. They're very inspiring talks. Amazing talks. What what's your favourite one? Ooh, I I think I. You know, what, you know what actually was really good was the Jamie Oliver one. Do you know, it's it? exactly my one too. And, I, and I, I kind of don't like Jamie Oliver very much, but... But it's very good. Yeah, I really liked his style and the way he presented it. And it was kind of like a really good message. It was, yeah. Yeah, and there was, um, there was a neurosurgeon I was watching as well. I can't remember, but he's speaking about the importance of um, feeling stupid. So it's like you, anyone that feels really clever, it's because they think they know everything in their field. Then you discover a whole new area of something you don't know about, and suddenly you feel very stupid again. So it's about the importance of feeling stupid in your work it means that you're doing a good job. So I really was, liked um, Seth Godin's ones as well, and I hate his books, but I really liked his talk. Um, he's yeah. talk. He's much better when he's repeating himself than when he's repeating himself in word. Yeah, and what's your man's name? The guy who wrote the Paradox of Choice. What's his name? Oh, geez, yeah, no, I don't like that book. So I, yeah, yeah, his 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 talk is good. It kind of sums the whole book up because the okay. book couldn't be explained in 20 minutes anyway this talk is really funny it's worth watching um, but there's lots of, one, lots, lots of talks on there and they're all very inspirational and, uh, so everybody who's talking has been given 20 minutes to kind of come up with a topic that they want nothing too uh, nothing is too geeky nothing is not doable as long as it's coffee related um, exactly, yeah. whatever they want yeah because they've always got the like, sense like when you go to these talks and at trade shows or whatever there's always an agenda and you always have to or else you have to kind of dumb it down for the lowest common denominator so it's people kind of saying you know you're mixing it in and it's not that person's fault I mean like but there's this like these things you know it's kind of like a if you do something as simple as it, like a brewmaster's course which is an amazing class to do and full of information all that but there is always going to be half the class holding back the other half, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we wanted this to be completely unbridled. So 
that the person can just go for it and presume that they're talking to an audience of their peers and do explain what you're talking about, but don't have to worry about holding them back. They can always go look it up in the meantime yeah. when, when it's online. So um, I've, yeah, I've, I've talked to a few of the guys about what they're talking about and, and uh, it's quite exciting. You're going to have to fill me in on that afterwards as well. What are you, what are you doing? Have you kind of decided? And... Um, I'm doing a talk entitled... Um, Actually, no, I don't know what the title is about. It's no, I can't, I can't say it's it's too rough at the moment. So okay, okay. It involves oranges, though. I will say that. Any apples? Perhaps pears. No pears. No. No kumquats. No. Oh. I think so. Anyway, how about you? Do you know what you're talking about? Uh, well, I did. Um, when we recorded this last time, I kind of had an idea that I wanted to talk about. Um, customer service but like customer services in an online kind of thing so looking after the you know because we have a very very much an online sales as well as wholesale sales and, and looking at those kind of managing those relationships in the cyber world kind of thing but um i've kind of cooled on it a little bit so i don't know i i i've, I've got lots of ideas i would like to hear you talk about managing the relationship of a roaster and a farmer yeah yeah, I, I don't know whether I'm skilled. I don't know whether I'm knowledgeable enough or skilled enough to actually give something that is. How many people are? Well, yeah, but I just I don't know if I'm quite. How many people? Yet. I'm still I'm still learning like so much in that area. It's interesting. You don't have to come up and, and give a talk as a kind of a definitive. Like it's interesting to get up and, and say this is what I know. Here's what I don't know. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, maybe, maybe. I think that's see the problem is with that one is that's what people expect as well I think a little bit that's what they'll expect to get up and talk about direct trade or something like that and I don't want to be predictable I'd like mm. to do something that stretches me something that makes me go away and learn some stuff as well which I kind of that would be good you know like we used to do with the uh, the homework ah, that we'd get huh? doing a lot of yours see I've got the technique yeah it's all you need. It's all you need. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing. I mean, I'm looking forward to everybody, but I think the ones that I'm really excited about is Cosimo, because I think that he could do stuff that will make my head explode. Um, he we we, st we started talking about grinders on Twitter a few nights ago, and uh, as soon as he started, like in 140 characters, I just went. Ooh. I don't want to play with this big boy. <laughs> he knows more than me. I, this is too big of a thing to fight him with. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also... James is a, just a great presenter as well. I, I love hearing James talk. Um, and, and David, I saw present for the first time ever in the Brewmaster course last week. Um, and I really... I, I, I saw a completely different side of him. It was, like, completely different. That's cool. um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be good. Oh, we're definitely recording at this stage, aren't we? <laughs> Do you know what? Let me know. Let me just check. I hope. I so hope so, man. I so hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, that's time for time to live. It's gonna be great. So go to threefeed.com forward slash blog uh, events actually because we should put up the event page there. We didn't do that yet. Yes, yes, we shall do that. We should do that. Uh, I'll do that to, to tonight tomorrow. Um, it'll also be on hasblog.co.uk as well. And we will be uh, tweeting and Facebooking and MySpacing and YouTubing and everything else. Uh, so that's going to be really cool. Looking forward so to it. So the date is? 
14th of May. 14th of May, which is a Saturday. Is what's off, really well, cool is the day before is the um, the uh, brewmaster course. No, Bre- not brewmaster Irish course. Brewers the what? Sorry, the Irish Brew- Brewers Cup. Brewers Cup. That's the one. That's the Brewers Cup, which is going to be held at Marco. Which is going to be really exciting. Uh, there's going to be presentations. Um, so there'll be like it's like a mini tamp tantrum live. Yes. <laughs> uh, but there's also going to be obviously the brew the brew. Uh, championships going on um, and lots of chance to try lots of lovely nice coffees and it just be generally a nice day um, so I'm looking forward to that um, so yeah you can come on the Friday watch that stop overnight in Dublin because it's a really cool city to stop over in and have a beverage or two then watch Tampa Tantrum live and then we're going to go for beers at Mulligan's afterwards in Mulligan's yes which will be very cool as well. So you can hang out with cool people like Gwillem and James Hoffman and we can just hang onto their coattails and hope that some of their wonderfulness rubs off on us. Seriously, over and over. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's Mulligan's is going to be good and mm-hmm. so is Tapper Tantrum, so come to that too. Yes, yes. Um, we're going to have uh, online videos of everybody who talks, uh, which will be, we'll find some way to put them into uh, the Tampa Tantrum website. But also uh, going to have an app, which will uh, you'll be able to download for your iPhone and basically access all of the previous tam- tantrums, but pre- access all of the people who've spoken as well, which is dead exciting. So I'm it's just, and it's something hopefully that we can build on as well. I mean, I'm, I'm looking. This is very much the first draft, first year, and there's a few people that um, that we would love to get over and stuff. But I think next year, budget pending, we can we can definitely kind of pull people from further afield, and there's definitely a long list of people who want to get involved. So. Thank you for everyone for being involved, and and uh, next year should be, should be great for me. I hope. And really, really cool of like some people are paying their own flights to come across and talk, and their own accommodation and stuff, which is just fantastic. It's it's really cool. Yes, uh, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Lots of fun. So more information on 3FE.com, go to the blog or events or hasblog.co.uk, and it'll be one of the posts in there. And um, yeah. It's gonna be good. and we're gonna do a tamper tantrum live recording as well, aren't we? Where we'll do like a Q and A with all of the people who've spoke, yes. which will be very that, exciting. That could be the most interesting part, but I think yeah, yeah, it's it's all gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it'll be very good. So, enough about that. We have a list. We do have a list. We have a list of that we've already talked through as well, which kind of it feels a bit weird talking about stuff we well, talked about on Monday. But, well, but one of the benefits of the last one not recording were um, was the fact that uh, well since the breaking news that we were speaking about was the fact that Mike Phillips had left Intelligentsia yeah and and, and we made loads of great jokes about yeah he starts on Monday it has been and you know all those jokes have become defunct Uh, because in the meantime he has of course announced that himself Tyler Wells and um Chris Jones have started Handsome Coffee Company for Handsome Coffee Roasters. Roasters, no doubt. So um, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I don't like the name. You don't like the name? No. As somebody who's lived with has been and slowly turned into a has been, it kind of like, it got a bit wearing. And I just think that Handsome Coffee Roasters in 15 years' time, they're so going to regret that. <laughs> handsome but old coffee roasters. Um yeah, I, 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 I'm exciting team. I mean, you just look at those three people and the energy that they'll bring to it. You just go, whoa. Um, I kind of, I'm pleased 
almost that it's it is a new company that they've kind of gone and like Mike hasn't left and kind of gone somewhere else or whatever because I always remember him saying you know where else would I go if after working for Intelligentsia and it's kind of yeah for yourself yeah. makes sense yeah I think it's, it'd be an interesting step they they're uh, modus operandi their kind of mission statement is, is quite interesting if you get to the website have a look in there it's uh, yeah, it makes interesting reading. It seems like they're going to do exactly what they they want to do. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Best of luck to all of them. I mean, there's an undoubted amount of knowledge and skill there. So I think uh, they've definitely have all the right tools they need. Um, roasting that's going to be interesting. I'm going to do my best to see if I can get some of that coffee. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think I think I I, I can't wait to see the first. The first coffees that they source and, and how they present them and um, and how that website develops and the whole idea develops, I think it's going to be a super interesting time. But three great people, and I just think, yeah, they, they it's kind of yeah, they're going to do well, aren't they? I think we all know that. Uh, I think it's, it'd be interesting to see. Good luck to them, anyway. Yes, yes, definitely. We shall watch with interest. Um, yeah, but it's a shame because the jokes were dead funny. Yeah, really funny. Really well, that's a nice T-shirt you're wearing, actually. What is that? Oh, do, do, do you like my T-shirt? It's amazing. Sha- shameless pro- product placement. This is a re- this is a cassette. You know, like the cassettes that you have for radio. Oh, is it not? What is it then? Oh, it's one of those '80s games that you kind of play, and it's like look. Oh, no, 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 no. No, is it a scale? It's a scale. Uh, coffee joke. That's a coffee joke. <laughs> like them. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Very nice. Thank you for mine, Colin. Half problem. <laughs> Technically, you paid for half of it, so. <laughs> um, I, I got my new T-shirt. Dale, made, Dale made me a T-shirt. <laughs> tweeted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a big Hasbe logo on the, bucket, on the front and back. His uh, taste is the ultimate criterion from that. Um, I must stop using my hands. Um, from the, did you see that Hitler video that was going about about the V60 and okay yes, yes. yeah and there's a bit in there and it was it was at a time where uh, me and Dale were drowning our sorrows after the UK BC and it kind it kind of like yeah yeah no that that that's definitely got to be a slogan we've got to steal so nice. that's where the T-shirt came from but there's only three in existence I'm, I'm, I I must get you one because you gave me one of these but. Um, Dale's got one, Sarah's got one, and I've got one. Uh, do you have giant size? Yes, yes, they do do giant sizes. It's a bit like a marquee, um, yeah. with a hole cut out the top. Probably get that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Why won't you let that go? It's, just, you know, it's time to move on, Colin. Don't don't hang on to it. It is definitely time to move on. They're <laughs> um, <but, laughs> yeah. I really like it. What are your, oh, there's there's a list. Your top ten favorite coffee T-shirts. <gasps> oh, um, most of them involve Sweet Maria's. So I've got the one of the guy falling off the cliff, the brown one with the, the guy falling off the cliff. I love my Octane one. It's only a design, but I love it. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. I. I. Octane. They've got. A, they've had a few really cool ones. So. The UK. I have a UK or the UK Team UK from WBC last year. With oh. the, with the lady yes. holding the flag, that's yes. amazing. Yeah, I have, 
I have a t I, th you, I thought you were kind of talking about Team UK one from when it was in Ireland, the um, European Challenge thing. I stole one of the UK t-shirts. So I have one of those somewhere as well. That I really like that one. The UK team was sponsored by Johnson's Coffee, which is on the back. But yeah, I love that T-shirt. That's very cool. Uh, uh, there's one. I think it's uh, Solberg and, and Hansen, where they it's an upside down cow saying "Milk is dead" or something like that. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. Um, yeah, I think our milk is crap or something like that. I've got a Stumptown one as well, which is like a city landscape, um, and Stumptown, and I love that one because Dwayne sent it me, but it's right. like, he sent it me, and I think he thought I was a bit slimmer than what I really am, so he's never actually fit me, so it's, it's pristine condition. And what about, the, you know, the Slayer one, it was just like a normal t-shirt, and it looks like someone who just scratched out real Slayer and graffiti. Oh, I've not is seen that, that one. Not ben Helton had one at Atlanta, that was amazing. Um... Uh, square Mile Sweet Shop I like that one Sweet Shop one's good I didn't like the Griffin one so much but I like the Sweet Shop one that was cool um, I can't think of any more and Telly don't do any do they oh, uh, oh what was Simonelli it's um, what's his name his face uh, oh oh um goes at every single event and that's awful I won't edit this out either so it's, it look terrible oh jeez it came then and it went this is not great watching but yeah we'll come back to that oh what's his name <laughs> move on Carl let it go let it go Let it go, move on. People oh, are going to stop. So irritating. What the hell is in there? <sighs> Something I will... Uh, well, that narrows it down anyway. No. Yeah. <laughs> An Italian guy. Is he oh, okay, okay. Anyway. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I can't. But yes, I've, that one with just the face in the middle, is it is brilliant. Yeah, I have one down in there. Oh, come on, move on. I can't think of any more T-shirts from that. Actually, I've got an, I've got another. Um... Oh, the one that we got made for uh, for Atlanta, where it was my face and it said, um, "Thousands of Christmas." That <laughs> wasn't a prod at all, was it? From from a Stephen Morrissey, or one that Ben Helfen and Danielle Glatsky got made, where it was a picture of Stephen Morrissey's face saying, "I've only had was it three to four great espressos in my life, or something." Yeah. I've never uh, been to three FA as they obviously. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Uh, yeah, no, very cool. So moving on. Well, um, talk about coffee t-shirts all night. Brilliant. Do you know there's not there's not that many cool ones though. That's a load of cool ones. Um I think I can think of at least one more cool one. Or we can just keep going. I've got I've got another Sweet Maria's one and I can't remember what it is and it's it's my favourite out of them but and it has a monkey on it. Yes, yeah, the um, monkey espresso. Yeah, because they did a monkey espresso blend. Yeah, now I've got that one. Um, 
Yeah, our t-shirts are cool. <laughs> this is flowing well, isn't it? I'm sure everybody's still tuned in and listening to us. It was so much better the first time round. So much better. But you're hardly selling it now. Okay, right. So, Irish Bristol Championships. Yes. Congratulations to Vicky. Was bridesmaid and he's now the bride. Yes, so Vicky pretending the 2011 Irish Bristol Champions. So congratulations, Vicky. Um, so Vicky goes to Bogota to compete yeah. for Ireland. She uh, told me if you'd competed this year that she was going to break your barista arm. So <laughs> <laughs> why she's still talking to me, right? <laughs> but, um, so for those who don't know, Vicky was runner up to Colin the two times that he won the champion, the Irish Championship, and. Uh, uh, very well known in the Irish scene, works for butlers, um, chocolates and coffee shops in, in, in Ireland. And he's a head trainer. Head trainer. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, really well done to Vicky. Um, some notable people in uh, in, in the runner-up spots, though, with... David Walsh, yeah. Friend of the show. Yes. We are saying uh, thing in our shop. Uh, it's now become... When you, when you pull your shots... And uh, you start steaming your milk for your for your cappuccinos, and then you realise that you haven't put any cups down, and just pulling shots into the drip tray. That is now called a Dave. <laughs> Doing a Dave. I did a Dave. He's gonna hate that so much. Uh, I don't know, but he wouldn't do it to me. Oh but, God, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he, I'm sure he has doing a Colin lots of times. Uh, what is doing a Colin? I don't know. There's so many things to pick from, isn't there? Yeah. Calling yourself a giant, I guess, is doing a calling. Yeah, that happens every day. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, Dave was brilliant, though. He was really cool. He used, like, liquid nitrogen. The thing all froze over and everything. So it was it was, it was a, a lot of fun. And uh, Jer and Pete did really well as well. So Pete, Pete in third and Jer in fourth, which is yeah. Yeah, Team 3FE. It was a good competition. I didn't really get to see much of it, unfortunately. But uh, well, Somebody had to workshop. Yeah, I I worked the shop by myself. Yeah, and and, and was there any dropping takings or anything like that? No. Why didn't you mention that? I might have mentioned it to them if you don't. <laughs> ah! Bless you. Thank you very much. Things on my Mac. There's some. Excuse me. Um. So, but yeah. Uh, you worked there. You didn't get over it. No, you no didn't I couldn't. I, I was because I was going to El Salvador and Costa Rica like on the Friday, and it was on the Wednesday, Thursday, and Sarah I would have stabbed me. I would have been stabbed in the eye. Cool. I think we're looking, and uh, they went to look at a new venue recently for next year. So I don't know where or what or. Okay. So, I know more. No, no more than that. Ooh, it's what maybe not trade show. Maybe I don't know. Okay. I can't. Uh, no idea, really. I saw a tweet from um, the SAE.ie about uh, they're looking for machine sponsors as well. Really? Yeah. And stuff. Yeah, no. So I, I think I think um, uh, David retweeted it. Um, be interesting to see who comes in for that because it's up for renewal. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that could be interesting. What did you What do you think of the plus for use? They wouldn't be my cup of tea, put it that way. No. No, um, I had I had a, a bit of a mishap in the first year that we were, and that was just this one machine rather than the actual make of the machine, but 
the, the portal filter swung all the way around because they well, it was a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like using it. It's it's quite fiddly and it's fifty three basket or fifty four or something equally ridiculous. So yeah, I'm, I'm not. I think they are fifty threes, but I'm I'm not a fan. And not because they're fifty threes. Just that whenever I've used one, they've just I find them very difficult to get on with. Um, and I think a competition machine should be anything but difficult to get on with. Yeah. <laughs> but well. You know, they, they did put a lot of support for the competition, so... Yes, well, you know, if they stand up and say, you know, Here, here's a machine and here's some money and we'd like to be involved, then you've got to, you know, tip your hat to, to, to what they're doing. I, you know, I look at the San Remos and, and, and I can't say they've ever been my uh, cup of tea, um, but they've supported the UK competition, they've got in there um, and done a good job and looked after competitors, made sure the machines actually are there when a lot of the organisation... If it wasn't for them and their efforts, it wouldn't have happened. So, especially in the UK, it's quite a big, um, it's quite a big thing to, to manage because it's not just the finals you've got to do. There's All the, of the regionals, yeah. In Ireland, it's only two days, like so. It's um, twenty-six, like well, was that twenty-eight competitors this year. Yeah. Six finals, so could even fill. I mean, it's a big commitment. So. No, no, I I think it's massive, and uh, you know, machine sponsors have got to be commended for stepping up but yeah yes and loved and praised and all the other things to go with it as well wholeheartedly endorsing those statements or things so what did you think of the the general um kind of uh level of the competition from what you heard because obviously you weren't there as much but from from everybody else do you yes. think do you think the irish competitions got better from when you first competed two years ago or Three well, years ago. If, I'm not, if I'm not competing, it isn't by definition. But <laughs> yeah. You're so modest. Yeah, it's got better. I, to be honest with you, I don't know. Because whenever I competed, I didn't watch. Mm -hmm. Last year, I didn't watch. Didn't I? Yeah, I watched something last year. You watched but, David's last year, that was it. Yeah, the year before that, I didn't really watch at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, let me see. I think the lineup this year, well, like, I think there was definitely four people this year that could have won and nobody would have battled them either. Yeah. So I think, by definition then, yeah, the, the, the standard is going up, you know? Yeah. And um, I think the, the knowledge and quality of coffee around the city in general is getting better. Uh, so that, yeah, on a national level, that must be the same. I know there's a lot of people in Cork that are roasting coffee and I think it's strange that Cork is strange because down south there's lots of coffee roasting there but there doesn't seem to be very many baristas coming through. <laughs> Yeah, which is very strange. So it's very weird. But now I, I kind of you know from from an outsider looking in, it seems to be that the whole competition has got a bit more organised and and a bit more you know professional. But people are more interested in competing. Do you think the northern the Northern Ireland kind of set joining has strengthened the competition? N nobody from the north made finals. No, um, they did last year. And there was two last year, wasn't there? There was uh, one, oh, two, yeah, two last year, yeah. Yeah. But neither of those guys competed this year. Oh, no, no, one did. One yeah, did. One. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Well, I don't know. I thought I thought the Northern Ireland would have been had a stronger showing this year, but I suppose it used to be one of the strongest seats for the UKBC. It was one of the ones that always scored highly, and we all you always saw somebody make finals, always. Um, mm. I, I think it's a big loss for the UK competition losing the Northern Ireland heat and I think it's Ireland's game for sure yeah but it comes into logistics again doesn't it yeah well I don't know whether it does 
I think so, it was an own goal because basically people didn't want to go and do it. Yeah, well, at the same time though, I think they were happy to let it go because it did cost an awful lot of money because to get everything across the sea does cost some more. And I don't know. I think logistically it makes sense because until these competitions make a lot more money, it's not going to. I think I think it makes sense as in, it, I think Northern Ireland competitors should compete in the Irish one, uh, you know, just because where it is and as you say the logistics of it I don't think it made sense for the UK competition I think it made the UK competition a weaker competition because mm. of it and yeah. I also thought that we lost some people who've been real drivers in it so you know people like Shay Gorman and Cafe Creme have been real drivers of uh, of the UK BC and we've lost those people now which is really yeah. sad for, I for to, us I, and great for great for the Irish competition I tried to call, call into Cafe Creme I've never been there I tried to call in there on Tuesday but uh, they just closed the doors, so I was really disappointed. So oh. next time, yeah. But, um, uh, so UKBC, how did the UKBC go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good. I think um, it's difficult for me because I kind of have such a vested interest in it. You know, it's like there were seven seven people using our coffee uh, in the semi-finals. Um, in the finals, there were two people using. Was it two? There was Dale and there was uh, Hayley. Yes, there were two people in the in the in the finals. So it was really you know I've got a lot of time, effort, energy, and 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 love for the people who were in there. Also with John Gordon being in the finals as well, and you know working with John for so long in the past, and 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 you know massive love and respect we've got for him. It was it, I don't know I'm I'm probably not the best person to comment on it, and I've kind of I've chilled a lot since the competition. Because I was quite wound up and angry about it all, not because of, I th I think, uh, you know, the right person won. I think John Gordon was amazing and uh, kind of, I, I saw his semi his semi-finals. I didn't see his finals because I couldn't watch it. I just it made me feel sick. It was um, the the whole thing was really strange. I just couldn't watch, um, which is I normally kind of at least manage to watch it. Um, but John definitely deserved to win. He came off stage and he came up to me and he said, it's the best performance I've ever done. And that's just not... That's not an arrogance because John isn't really arrogant. It was just like he was so confident in what he'd done was the best he could do. Mm. Um, and he knocked his head at the park and he did really well. Um, I was disappointed, that, that obviously for Dale, because of the amount of time and effort we've put in there. But I was also really proud of him because he went up and did exactly what he wanted to do. And I don't think there's anything that he could have done differently um, John was a better performer on that day and did a better job um, and, and then that's the way that he, you know that's the way it is and I kind of looked at it a little bit like in London in the WBC you know when I think Mike just uh, everything clicked into place for Mike on that day didn't it in the finals and he just he did a superb job and that's just what John did um, I think the organisation of the competition was rubbish I think, I think the the venue was terrible. Um, I think the the way it was organised was atrocious. I think the the semi finals they 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 didn't announce finalists until nine o'clock at night in a party, uh, when everybody was competing the next day. Nobody knew until nine o'clock, um, because it didn't suit the judges to tell everybody. <laughs> what? You know, it, I I wanted to be back 
polishing glasses and going through routines and talking about what we needed to do and getting everything ready. And instead we were at a party waiting for the judges to turn up to tell us who'd gone through. I just don't think that's good enough. Um, the venue this, on stage, you couldn't set up without uh, somebody, the other person being off the stage because it was too small a stage. Um, there was no space to move. There was no live streaming, um, which in this day and age is pathetic. I just think the whole competition was just badly run. That's like every year for the last five years at least has been streaming, isn't it? Yeah. It's just not, it's not good. It's not done well. Um, it overran because they tried to put 20 people on in one day on a stage where nobody could set up. It was always going to overrun. It was half past six at night and there were still competitors up there who were meant to be up at half past four. So think, you're setting yourself a goal of getting ready and prepared and in a place, and just because they can't organise, you know, the, the, the space in the backstage, there was no trolleys, there was no tables. Um, luckily, we were prepared for the incompetency, so we actually bought two trolleys and two tables. So anybody, you know, basically for anybody who needed them could use them. But it was just, it was really badly run. Um, I think what they need to do is just start handing these things over to event organisers. Yeah. Saying, there you go. And then just, they can just concentrate on what they know best because I, mean, like, I, I would love to organise a bursting competition but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I'm organising a conference and I don't know how to do it. We'll see how that goes. Like, but I mean, like, it's, it's a difficult thing to do, you know. I think, I think what happens is that you need people who've competed in competition who know that you need a trolley. But what they're too busy doing is organising sandwiches for the judges. I agree. I disagree because every year they're told that we need trolleys, and every year they go, "Oh, yeah, yeah we're sorry, we'll have them next year." Yeah, because year. they don't understand the importance. But for a competitor to get their stuff to the stage, it's really important. I think they understand the importance, and they've been told. They just, it's apathy more than anything else. It's well, then just... they don't care. So then somebody who has competed and who's been in that position would understand that you need these things, and you need a space to set out, and you need a, sp you know. Uh, it just, I don't know. I I, I kind of sound really bitter about it all, but I, and I don't want to because I think. I don't think anyone that's been involved in the competition will know what you're talking about. But the, the the other thing is, I think the UKBC always manages to find the right person. It, when it comes down to it, they've always picked the right person to go through. The person that's won has been the the one who's done the best job. But I kind of worry that it's it's we, we've been very lucky so far <laughs> because of uh, you know the way that it's gone. And um, yeah, I just find it really frustrating. I mean, there's a change happening. You know, new people are going to be coming in, and there's going to be new, you know, hopefully new broom coming through and making things better. Um, yeah. And it is a good competition. You know, it's a lot better than it was. I remember when, in I think it was two thousand and four or two thousand and five, it was in a warehouse in Birmingham, and nobody turned up and nobody knew about it, and somebody just got awarded UKBC champion. You know. At least now it has moved on for sure. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, uh, just on, on the top of the note of competitions, the Italian British Championships, uh, a <laughs> bit of a a, a, ch a change in the guard there, wasn't there? So <laughs> best espresso in Italy. Uh, Anybody who'll listen, I'll tell them we we roasted the best espresso in Italy. So have you got much media coverage for this? No. So for those who don't know what I'm talking about, because it was very the most people won't know. Um, uh, Francisco, uh, and I can't remember his surname. Uh, yeah, oh, I should find that out, shouldn't I? 
Oh, I can't find it out. Well, Francisco used our coffee for the Italian Brista Championships because he really wanted to show the Italian judges what uh, the coffee world is now doing. So what he went to the WBC in London last year as, as the champion and kind of saw all of this scene going on and all of these people talking about these interesting new coffees. And he kind of felt that he wanted to take some of that back to the Italian Championship. So, um, so that's what he did, and and amazing that you know he comes from a company that roasts their own coffee, um, you know they, they they are roasters, and he still wanted uh, wanted us to be involved, which is he's very humbling and, and you know very kind, but um, also really cool for me that we get the opportunity to show our coffee to Italian judges. So. Seriously, did you get much feedback from it? Uh, well, he got, he got he got best espresso, and he won by over a hundred points from the second place. Oh, which is just phenomenal. I mean. You know, competing, how what a big thing that is to to really just rip it out and knock it out of the park. Hundred points is a lot of points. Yes, yes. So um, yeah, but I mean, absolutely no no coverage or traction anywhere else. We we spoke to a few industry types and we spoke to a few journalists and stuff like that, and and nothing. Which kind of a bit sad, but. But, but congratulations, Francesco, and yeah. Yeah, no, and, and and looking forward to going to Bogota, although we haven't sorted anything out yet. He's uh, He's got to be getting his arse across here very soon to work on his coffee. Is it his third year competing, second year competing? In the second, week? second. Sweet. Uh, oh, look, oh, I booked my flights. To Bogota? Got a great apartment as well. Everything's red in there. Red kitchen, red sofa, red bed. Red sofa. Yeah, <laughs> it's not your apartment though. No, it's not. Uh, Bogota. I do, yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it. I saw an email that you sent to somebody the other day that you were thinking about it. From a, a definite no, it had turned to a maybe. I was lying. Yeah, you're lying. Yeah. Come on, Carl. Come on. Yeah, I might be lying now. You never know. Uh, and uh, the the US Bristol Championships is coming up soon, and it's like there hasn't been much noise about it. Like. Have you heard any more about it? At all? Absolutely nothing. And we 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 talked about it briefly on the other one. But like, I normally am a streaming whore. I'm all over the streaming, watching everyone. I haven't watched any. Okay, I'm gonna tweet right now. USBC. What? When is it on? Why is no one talking about it? <laughs> and see whether you get anybody coming back. But seriously, nothing at all. And USBC is the competition. And also, they've got the current champ world champion. You know, it's like you would think it would be more than ever before, but I mean, you raise an interesting point with intelligentsia not participating. Maybe it's that. I mean, maybe. Yeah, because um, I mean, well, like, well, Hugh before we've been talking about Mike Phillips, obviously not with intelligentsia anymore. Um, Stephen Marcy, obviously they're not doing anything. I'm about it. Um, Devin Petty used to talk about it a lot. He's not doing it. Um, Ryan Wilbur and he's left Intelligentsia so uh, I tell you I've not heard from ages he's Ben Ben Helfin yeah yeah he's gone very quiet maybe he's, he's gone to counterculture hasn't he so maybe busy working and stuff and free Ben yeah pleasing him up too much um, but yeah you know I went and saw the finals in 2000 and Eight in Long Beach, yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was amazing, just amazing. It was like everybody who came up I knew, 
everybody was next up, next up, and um, got to see Jay Carragay perform as well, and he was he was phenomenal. I've never seen a crowd so into a performance ever. He was absolutely amazing. But the like the USBC, I remember the like both years that they won the Irish British Championships. It was always the USBC was always on after, and I remember both years watching and just being terrified, just sitting there shitting myself, going, "Fuck, these are all amazing. They're all so so good." And it's like the top six, any one of them could do it, you know. But yeah, it'd be interesting. I was I was trying to think he was I wonder what anybody from Handsome Copy can beat then this year since they don't have the band from Intelligentsia. Like um what's his name? No, I don't Chris Owens. Oh, you know, because they can compete without doing a regional, can't they? Yeah. Chris Owens is not gonna compete. He, I don't he he'll never compete. I just don't think it's his his bag. I remember talking to him before about it. But uh Tyler Wells, he was very good last year. He was very, very good. So he could be the dark horse, you never know. Uh, Ryan Wilber, who has since moved on from Intelligentsia, he would be another... Where's Ryan gone? He has gone to Stumptown, as far as I'm aware. Okay. They're guys you don't hear so much about anymore. They're, they're very undercover. Yeah. Ben uh, Helfin, maybe? Would he compete again? I don't think so. Um, dude from Hawaii, what's his name? Not Jay Cargate, but there's a guy who's like finished in the top six two years now. I don't know. Oh, I know what you mean, actually. Yes. Don't... Yes. Rather uh, stiff-looking guy, but like was really yeah. good when he gets performing. And when, when he finishes performing, he goes into stiff mode again. He was he like ground half a basket of one coffee, tamped it, and then ground ground another the second half of the basket, another coffee, and tamped that on top. So it's like you know, like has like half Guatemala and half whatever Ethiopian on top of each other. That would be interesting. I've never tried it, but um, yeah, lots of fun. Lots of fun. But yeah, USBC is very much under the radar. Uh, it's really late as well, isn't it? I mean, they're, they're going to basically have like three, four weeks to go to Bogota after winning. Sometimes that's not a bad thing. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'd kind of like to know. I think. Yeah, I think if you have too long, you're kind of. Uh, you're oh, too too long, and I think yeah, but but I think that's very short, you know. To. But yeah, that's cool. So, moving on from Barista Championships, but still to kind of talking about what we were just talking about with Jay Carragay, um, Porterfilter Podcast was back. But without Mr. Carragay. Without Mr. Carragay. It's kind of like, it's kind of like having a beer without the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like having a coffee without the caffeine. It's like, I kind of dip in and out of Jay's Strange Blog. Go to Jay's Strange Blog and read it. Open a beer and read it. <laughs> He's nuts. Oh, I mean, six beers and read it. great. But like he's, he's not shy. No, no. Uh, he's very opinionated and he's very open in sharing his opinions. Um, but I absolutely love the guy. I mean, like I remember in Atlanta, um, and he was he was across the way, and I kind of was a bit in awe because he's like he's been a hero to me. I just I I, I love the Porterville stuff. So anybody who doesn't know, I watch like all the I listen to all the Porterfilters like over and over again. I've actually been back through them. A couple of times as well um, I just loved the whole part of it and um, so I saw Jay and he was like Steve and he just like he knew who I was which was like a shock to start off with and then he was like talking to me and it just really really cool um, so yeah yeah it, it's kind of really it's weird it being back on and but him not being part of it it doesn't seem anywhere near as um, controversial no it's kind of like when when 
when Sunderland got relegated and Niall Quinn retired and Kevin Phillips left. It was still Sunderland, but it didn't feel quite the same. That's what everybody's thinking. I, I, I'm sure everybody's feeling exactly the same. But yeah, it's, uh, it, it is and very that, safe. I mean, incredibly safe. Um, which isn't like Nick really. But they've got they've got the Sprudge the Sprudge heart like is it the Sprudge minute or something like that for them to say something like Willie or Pooh and then move on and you know they, they they say something like not controversial but just like say rude words and you know that's fine. But then we got Jim Seven's podcast as well. I I heard the third one was absolutely amazing. Pretty good, alright. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, I got caught. <laughs> I talked for ages and cut me down to half an hour. But uh, it was a lot of fun. So we started off with Steemo. Um, with, uh, it was really just like the idea of a conversation on Skype, wasn't it? I, I don't know where we got the idea of doing this for Skype, but um, it was kind of, I wonder if they had to do it twice. Actually, no, Hoffman not. knows how to use a computer, so he can probably press the record button, couldn't he? Well, I'm not going to point any fingers. I'm not, I'm not the best at that either. So, um, but I think uh, the one with Steve Marcy was brilliant as well. I really enjoyed that. It was really cool because I, I think the thing with with Stephen is that when I've spoke to him lots of times, I haven't had a lot of time to talk to him, or he's been working because he's been at a WBC or whatever, and he's very kind of like in his professional mode, and that was like him being professional but kind of relaxed at the same time. Um, which I thought was super. I thought that was really cool, just to listen to Stephen be a bit more relaxed. Um, but also really interesting because I love I love listening to anything James has to say anyway. I mean, he just he has a way of like saying words, and you have to kind of stop and listen to them. Um, yeah, they're, they're very interesting. And it was uh, just like kind of like an hour of it was like an hour of listening just for me. You know, it's like like take a radio show and make it just for me, and that's what. Jim's I haven't I haven't chance to listen to the Peter Giuliano one but it's also very good oh you got a response Amazing. a response actually ooh from Mike Phillips oh so we're getting there give some time it's still a week off I just didn't know <laughs> but um the Peter Giuliano one is amazing it, it again I, another person who did, I don't think I told you when I was when I was in El Salvador like for the TED thing my phone rings and it's a US number and I kind of went oh, hello uh, hi Steve it's Peter Giuliano I nearly wet myself on the spot <laughs> <laughs> it was just like you're you, you talking to me you don't know who I am um, and he was just like the most nicest guy and was amazing and just like yeah he was super but going back to the podcast with Jim it was amazing it was a, it, it makes yours look rubbish no no it doesn't make yours look yours are very good um, in uh, fact all of them have been really good even the Tim Schilling one which was heavy and hard going was still interesting um, but the Peter Giuliano one for me was just like it was kind of like it was roasty geeking out more than barista geeking out. Yeah, and, I, and I'm gonna like that more. So <laughs> you're probably sick of listening to it anyway. So <laughs> um, I can't believe you haven't listened to it yet. What's wrong with you? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna download it. I'll try to do it tonight, but there's something really weird. Don't download it now. You'll slow the Skype down to crawling. 
No, not not now. But I mean, like that's okay. sometime soon. Cool. Um, I, I actually tried to tonight, and something odd happened. But, um, yeah, I'll definitely do it, and I'll report back. Good. Okay. I look forward to it. But no, it's really good. Uh, and Coffee Geek started podcasting again. So in the space of a week, we had three podcasts come out, and then nothing. Glad you do that. I, I really hope that they all start again. I, I mean, I know when we've talked, you you haven't really listened to the Coffee Geek one, and I don't think he's really aimed at me or me or you. But I really like it because it's just content. I just like devour content. It's like give me. You know, the only reason yeah. I do Tampa Tantrum is it's so something I can watch. <laughs> no other reason. Um, yeah, definitely. Who would you like to see uh, doing the the podcast with Jim Seven? <sighs> Who would I? Like? I'd battle. That would be interesting. That'd be I actually said the, the last day, when, when the, the, the missing uh, recording of this, the, uh, what I was saying, the Chris Backer would be really interesting. Yeah. So I, I emailed him and I said, who does your Chris Backer? And I saw him tweeting him the other day saying, what's your email address? <laughs> I was like, yes, do it, do it, do nice. it. Nice. Hello, Chris Captain. Somebody like Cosimo I think would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just, just for a selfish kind of, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to listen to what he has to say. Do you know what I'd really, really like to hear though is um, some Jeff Watts. Yes. Jeff Watts is a, that man talks, and I stop breathing until he's finished talking, and then I breathe out because I don't want to breathe in case I like I miss something. He's just like every word he says is like pure gold dust. Yeah, so, I think he would definitely. Be. But I'd imagine difficult to find. Yeah. He's findable, though. He is findable. Go, find him, find him. Um, I'd also very much, and I, I'm st- you know what I'm like with names, this is like a name I know like incredibly well, but I can't, I, I'm te- I have a real problem remembering people's names and just kind of getting them out and it'll come to me. Actually, no, somebody else, not the name, was it, but Dwayne as well. Yes, that would be very interesting. Just because he so fell off the map, it'd be lovely to hear what he's doing, what he's up to, what he sees the company going next, that kind of stuff. Um, oh, God. It's going to bug me, this one now. It's like the, like the, the Simonelli name that you can't remember. Yeah. No, look, we got. I didn't mean that to make you stop talking. Oh god! I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to search for this. It's no good. It's gonna kill me otherwise. Uh, I can't remember. Can't find it. So anyway, moving on. Um, moving really on. good to see people podcasting, and I really hope that there are lots more happening. Yes. So our next topic is a, a topic that we are mentioning only just to uh, let you know that we are not going to talk about. Namely, the steep price. Who going cares? Up. End of story. Bye bye. Next topic. Who cares? Uh, what, why are those people playing in that playground? Seriously. Score sheets. Oh, yeah, we, we, let's not do that one. That's, that's, that's time for another one. Another day. Another day. So, so basically, this, was, uh, just, this is about score sheets, and this is Barista Championship score sheets and cupping score sheets. Um, and this is something we will cover at another day. 
um, when I'm not quite so bitter. So. Yes, but like, first, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, let's, let, unless you want to. Go on, if you want to, go on. Well, like, I think sometimes um, I only get really getting into cupping now and I kind of look at the cupping score sheets and I'm like, why would I mark this coffee on those criteria? That happens an awful lot, you know? And I think uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide if we can find a, like, a cupping score sheet where we could actually just use it to describe the coffee rather than to score it. As in, so we could look at that sheet afterwards and say, what was that coffee like? And then go, oh, okay, this is tell us what the coffee's like. And then maybe put, I think, good way to score would be maybe put a monetary value on it. Because you might have a coffee that scores really low in all these categories, but you would still pay a lot of money for it because you just, you just love it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, very much so. I think this, the, the cupping score sheet was great, and when it first came about, it was like there was nothing there to fill that spot. And I do prefer the Cup of Excellence one to the SCIA one. I hate the SCIA score sheet. I think it's, it's, it's a horrible sheet to use. Um, the Cup of Excellence one makes sense to me. But I can't remember the last time I scored a coffee that I would be assessing to buy for or below. So what is the point in having four to one? There's no point. Um, I think the groups that are there worked a time ago, but specialty coffee's moved on and we haven't. So I think that's a problem. Um, and I just think that we, we, we get tied up in numbers. We can't... Right, and, and I'm using this one for barista score sheets more than cupping score sheets, but there is... An, and you see it in cupping competition. People will score to try and be calibrated to their peers so for instance if I'm giving you if I'm a judge at a barista competition and you, you if you score wildly then you will be pulled up and said why have you scored wildly but I think we should actually encourage that because if you love what somebody's just given you if you taste it and think that's an amazing espresso uh, I really love the presentation I think it's out the park good there is a hesitancy for a judge to give it because they're constantly trying to calibrate with the other judges. Um, mm -hmm. And I think calibration holds back what it could be as a score. So I've never seen, or I can't remember seeing a two or a one on a, on a judge's score sheet. Maybe I'm not looking at the right score sheets. But you, I've never seen, I've very rarely seen a six. Yeah. So everything tends towards the middle. Just, well, because it's easier to calibrate in the middle, and also if you go, I think this is a six, and somebody puts it as a two or a three, then you look as if you've got it wrong. And when it comes to judging, I don't think you can get those kind of things wrong. When it's sensory, okay. If you imagine as well, okay, if you if you tasted an espresso, okay, and it was a natural, all right, and you thought that is amazing, I'm going to give that a six, right, or even a five and a half, right. Judge to your right hates naturals. Well, what happens is the guy who wants to give it a six will give it a four because he thinks that it's a natural. I can't give it a stupid score. The guy to the left who hates naturals thinks, I hate naturals. I can't pan this coffee. He'll give it a three. And that's how you end up with the score sheets that mean nothing. Yeah, it's insane. I had scores for some of my sibling that range from sixes to twos. Like, but, th but that's a good thing. I actually think that's a really good thing because somebody really loved it and somebody really hated it. Right? Or didn't get it, or didn't like it. Or right. Whatever. Someone was really... <laughs> but I think 
your sig drink was always going to do that in London, and it still gets talked about now as as something that was always going to divide opinion. You know, because yeah. you used water and coffee. That that were well, your ingredients. Unfortunately, it it only divided opinion in the final. But we, <laughs> that was a, that was a big problem with it. But yeah, I, I think that, that's what the thing was. But I mean, but I've more respect for somebody who who gets behind it and goes, "I think this is great," and yeah, somebody who get who, who pans it and says, "No, I don't think this is I don't think this is good enough." Yeah, but the what I was, the thing for me that's interesting is I'm, I don't have a problem with people scoring. I understand that some people. I, the way I feel is that if someone gives it a low score, that's my fault because I'm in charge of what they put on that score sheet to a certain extent, and I can I can do whatever I can to make that better. But they, this way that the WBC is set up is that they're they supposed to calibrate judges so that they all think the same thing, which is never really going to happen, really. So I don't know. It's it's a difficult thing though because no matter what way you do it, you're always going to have problems. So I, th- I think kind of diving back into the cupping sheet one as well and using your natural thing, you know, score sheets are not set up. Uh, cupping sheets are not set up for naturals. There almost no. needs to be a separate cupping sheet for it and a separate set of criteria because it's not fair to judge clean cup on a natural. It's Perfect. not fair to judge sweetness on a natural. Are they having a? Um a naturals competition somewhere in Brazil or something? No, there was talk for a long while that Brazil wanted to have a second competition and then there was talk of doing it every second year, so having a, a natural competition and, a, and an everybody else competition. Um, I don't think it'll ever happen. But the thing is, with the with, with Cup of Excellence competition, the uh, producing country pays for the competition to happen. So it pays for the organisers to come in and run the competition and make it all happen, which is funded by producers with mm-hmm. the money that they put in and natural producers have to put in the same as you know a washed producer or a pulp natural producer pro- producer producer so there was kind of talk that it wasn't very fair that these guys were having to pay for you know the washed and pulp natural guys to win every year but yeah. I tell you so I'd, I'd love to go and judge a naturals competition I would be all over that <laughs> man I said my love for naturals at the minute is just I, I cooked one last week which was from Nicaragua which um, I'm not kidding you was strawberry delight, angel delight, strawberry angel delight, and if you don't know what that is, it's like a, a strawberry mousse type thing. It was this synthetic strawberry, phenomenal, just blew me away. And and I went I, I went running through to the roastery to Andy. And he was like, try that, try that, and he was like, that's that's like strawberries, and, and you know, it was just really really good. Did you buy it? Um, we think so. <laughs> I haven't had the confirmation yet. We've okay. put it, we've we've asked for it. We've agreed on the price, but we haven't got a contract yet. Okay. Because of, of the C price. The C price. I yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. Well, we look forward to that with bated breath. Yes. Um, or with strawberry have, breath. Yes, yeah, because we haven't had any mattress in the shop lately. We have the agua. I think it's slowly turning into intelligentsia or something, but a lot of. You should, yeah, talk for another time, but I've got, I've got one you should look at. Cool. Netto Special Reserve is immense as well. Yeah, I think that's, yeah that's phenomenal. Yeah. Definitely. Really nice. Um, so, so, AOB? Huh? Any other business? Any other business? Uh, yeah, you should buy a ticket for Tampa Tantrum Live. All the cool oh, kids are. Do it. Do it. <laughs> is that because of the Rocky photo, yeah? Do it. Do it. Adrian! Buy a Tampa Tantrum ticket. 
it will be immense. It's going to be huge and it's going to be really cool. And if you don't, then we're going to come down and find you and, and call you, you out. Yes. Okay. Right. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. Um, and we shall see you again very soon now that we have this new technology known as the Skype network. The Skype network. But yes, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you in Dublin. And if you can't be good, make up a catchphrase. Life's right. too short for bad catchphrases.